everybody, to another edition of Young Persons Radio, right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. This is the Sunday morning comedy talk program, keeping you company until the 11 o'clock hour, at which point we will be followed by Two Thumbs Undecided, the movie review show, and then at 12 noon, Badass Babes. And then at 1 p.m., Objection to the Rule, Radio Free Brooklyn's answer to the Sunday morning political talk show circuit. So we have every possible base covered, every interest you could have will be touched upon at some point during this and every talk show Sunday programming schedule here, where else, but Radio Free Brooklyn. Our number is 718-928-9732. That's 718-928-9732 if you'd like to call in at any point during the show. And I certainly suggest you do so. I'm your host, Colby Smith. I don't know if I've mentioned that already, but here we are. I'm fresh back from Los Angeles, California, which changed me. And uh, that's all I'm going to say on the topic. John Hudson is here. Hello. Welcome back, John. Thanks, Colby. I know it's colloquial on programs such as these to say things such as first time, long time. And uh-huh. I'm just going to say long time, long time. That's right. A long time guest on the show. You are now at this point in the show's history. One of the people who remembers the original Radio Free Brooklyn studio. The original. This is my third appearance on the program. Uh, I've completed the hat trick, as it were. Uh-huh. Maybe fourth, actually. Actually, fourth. I, I think. think it's fourth. It is actually because there's that there's that one with um there's uh, the whose lines anyway one. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah, that's well, the one. I'm just a little inside baseball for the diehards out. The diehards there. out there remember that was the that was a landmark episode. That's one. That's like uh uh. Uh, uh, 1970 Grateful Dead at the Winterland Ballroom uh, for this show. Whoa. People, the fans have embraced it in a way that is inspiring. Yeah, it, it, that show was like Weird Al at Radio City 1999, the first concert I ever went to. Does Weird Al have like an extensive bootleg community like the Grateful Dead Oh, does? God, I hope so. Can you the imagine? Fa- the fact I'm not in it is a crushing blow to <laughs> everything I believe in. I am fascinated by these these artists, uh, uh, like Pearl Jam is another one, where like the fans are just, they'll just buy live show after live show and just listen to the same ones over and over again. Uh, and it's like, I think it's cool that yeah. they do that. Yeah. Do you have any experience with this? Fish, maybe the best example. I have a couple of Clash records that were just like, I picked them up in a record store. Yeah, yeah. It was very cool to be like, oh, wow, this band I'd never heard live, except for the Uh um, only tribute band that matters straight to hell, the local New York City Clash tribute band. Check them out. They're really good. Shout them out. Um, But other than that, I've never heard this band. So going to a record store and seeing like, what, this is Clash 1980 in New York City? Yeah. It feels pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. The unofficial bootleg. Yeah, because there's only like two live albums. And, and what, now that like everything is getting remastered and reissued, those are kind of like more impressive keepsakes in a way than like, oh, I've got that album on vinyl because like everybody's got everything on vinyl anymore. Yeah. Who cares? But if you've got this like this third party produced thing that's like Springsteen, Passaic Theater, 1978, the radio broadcast, like somebody taped the radio yeah. broadcast. It's recorded on one of those rectangular yes. like yeah. <laughs> tape decks. That is that that's the next level of record collecting. Yeah. This is a record collecting show now. <laughs> Welcome in. I mean, we've already mentioned two of the only five bands I listen to. So. Yes. Well, since we're talking about uh, uh, that and Radio Free Brooklyn, it's probably apt to now mention that uh, uh, there's a great show called Look at My Records. Uh, on Saturday afternoons here, uh, hosted by Tom Gallo, 
uh, and the whole thing is like he has people over to his apartment in uh, Jersey City. He has like band, like contemporary bands over to his apartment in New York City, and they look at his record collection, which is staggeringly huge. And they pick things they like, and then spin the records. Oh, and that's, that's pretty show, cool. Which is extremely fun. Yeah, um, it'd Tom be Gallo cool if he on. only had like three records yes do, yeah do, do which like one you one? like and that's just david bowie's low over and over again <laughs> that would be very fun now john yes you uh um where to begin you've got so many exciting things going I've got, on you're I've got an olympic train so much going on it's hard to keep track uh just you need an assistant i need an assistant unpaid college intern yeah where to begin with you you're a sportsman Sure. Um, you enjoy the good life. Who doesn't? What does that mean to you? The, the phrase "the good." What does the good life mean to me? Well, it means um, feeling not bad most of the time. Okay. And spending your time with the people you like, doing the things you like mm. to do. That's beautiful. And that means not working some dumb job. Sure. Yeah. It means working some cool job. Yeah. Breaking free of the chains. Yeah. Going to cool places uh, like I hate chains. Cleveland and not. Uh, Cincinnati. Oh, interesting. I've been to Cleveland. I haven't been to Cincinnati. Maybe okay. Cincinnati's fine. Uh, I've heard that Cleveland is good. They've got a great basketball team. Yep. Not so much this year, but LeBron James used to play there. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's right. Building shaped like a guitar. Yes. Yes. <laughs> what more do you want? <laughs> my favorite. Can I just say that my favorite kind of song in like classic rock uh, uh, mythology is the kind of song that like makes an idol out of the guitar the instrument of the guitar sure yeah there's always just like and then i got my guitar and everything there's that what's the song i think it's foreigner that's like i got one guitar you know what i'm talking about <laughs> no i don't know that oh one. my god i gotta pull this thing it's up. not one of the five bands jukebox here oh it is foreign. yeah okay. it is foreigner here we go here we go this is my favorite thing like we should do comedy just just about how like comedy is the only thing that is true and good yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what all these songs are just like. I got my jokes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got my jokes about my dick. Who do you think will win in a fight? A jukebox hero or a pinball wizard? <laughs> Who's going to win? Well, one thing I know is that pinball didn't set me free like rock music did. <laughs> so I'm picking the jukebox hero. Baby. There you go. Every time. Oh, man. And the jukebox hero, a la Fons, is good at. He's good at hitting stuff. He's good at banging. Yeah, he's but good at banging. If the pinball wizard bangs, you got to tilt. <laughs> 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 yeah. These okay, are yeah, different jobs. These are different Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. You know this song. Yeah. In a secondhand store, didn't know how to play it, but he knew for sure that one guitar felt good in his hands. Felt good in his hands, didn't take that long to understand. You know this. Now we're picking up. <laughs> this song 
Let's, yeah, let's just write a song about how good songs are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this shit rules, man. What a time. Uh, what foreigner, time makes for, uh, foreigner Rock and Roll Hall of Fame win. Yeah. I'm saying. This probably already happened. Foreigner has so many big hits. It's uh, under underrated. Put them are they there. underrated? I don't even know. I can't even. I don't know about. I I, I, I wouldn't be able to. Say. I feel like foreigner. I rate foreigner appropriately in my mind. Yeah, you're right. You're right. They also did uh uh. Someday love will find you. This man. I, maybe I love foreigner. Maybe I don't know foreigner at all. <laughs> oh my god. I think it's what we're discovering live on the air is that foreigner are my favorite band of all time. <laughs> I think so. Big day for you. Now, John, yeah. we've been introducing a new segment on this show. So I've heard. This is Predictions for the Week. Okay. As you know, as the listeners know, this show airs live on Sunday, then does not come out as a podcast until Friday, due to station rules. So in the interim, all ki- the, the gap between what we talk about now and what has happened in the world by Friday is huge. Anything could happen. I mean, anything. I'm going to be sitting there on a Wednesday, and I'm going to tweet like, and it's not even Friday yet. <laughs> Because <laughs> so much stuff's going to happen. Yes. I love it when stuff happens. <laughs> so to connect the live listening experience with the podcast experience, we've been doing these uh, We've been doing these, these predictions for the week. Mm. Um, these can be anything. These can be big global news stories. They can be very small. Uh, uh, I'm going to play Death Stranding for X number of hours sick. this week. Oh, sick. Yeah. You see that shit? Looks cool. It's Death Stranding. Looks cool. Looks like a game I'd get and then play two hours of and then never pick up again. <laughs> because it demands too much of your brain. Boring! <laughs> Give me guns! <laughs> yeah. If a game, video game does not have guns in it, it's like... Get out of town. It's like... I, I want to see a gun or a soccer ball. And by the way, Mario Kart, you're shooting stuff at people the entire time you're Car playing guns. this. People are like, oh, Mario Kart is like so wholesome. You're just these fun little uh, cartoon characters running little cars around. You're throwing red shells at people. Dangerous. They are falling off of cl- You know what I'm saying. Dangerous. Do you have a prediction you want to make for the week? I do. I do. Um, okay. And Colby, you know I'm going to get political. Here we go. Uh, yeah, Super Tuesday is going to happen. Super Tuesday. Um, I, th- I think Bernie's going to win a lot of them, but it's, it's, it's going to be a little like, uh-oh. Uh-huh. Uh-oh. Oh, Joe Biden's coming. What's Biden Uh-oh. up to? We'll see. But I don't care. Uh, <laughs> so that's going to happen. Um, let's, I think a prominent New York Mets baseball player is going to pick up a season derailing injury. Ah, as, as spring training. Continues. Yeah. 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 I think that's going to happen. That is good. Um, I think Newcastle United football club is going to get knocked out of the FA cup. Uh-huh. Um, even though this is a, the farthest they've gotten in like six years, cause Mike Ashley, the owner doesn't seem to care about winning trophies, <laughs> just cares about advertising his crappy, uh, sports branding line. Um, I'm going to predict that, uh, myself and my cousin Benjamin are going to kill it in our fantasy draft on Friday for baseball. Nice. Entering into a brand new league, dynasty, keepers, uh, so auction style too. So it's new ground for both of us. We're co-managing for the first time. It's very exciting for the family. So this is an extremely high stakes draft. It's oh, a, yeah. If it's a keeper league. $40. $40, $40. entry fee. For, would you, good lord. Yeah. Well, 20 each, which is not that bad. I personally find the draft to be the most fun part of it's the best sports last year i had the first pick in the baseball draft and i did it right after a show at the pit and i forgot to put auto draft on and luckily the draft 
picked the first pick, which was Mike Trout. Oh, I was just going to ask if you picked Mike and Trout. And you know I won the bloody league. <laughs> you know I won it. <laughs> Doing it in between beers and conversation. Be like, oh, yeah, sure. I'll take Pete Alonzo third. <laughs> yeah, I did. And you hit 53 dingers. Take uh, that, Brady O'Callaghan, and your baseball podcast. <laughs> I'm calling you out on the radio. I He's love, a great uh, guy. He's a great commissioner. Yeah, I, I genuinely. This is going to sound like I'm making fun of it, but I mean every word uh, that I say. Is I love when comedians have sports podcasts. It's good. I really, really like it. Uh, I think it's very fun that they do it because it's just for the love. It's for the literally the love of the game. Yeah, uh, and it's they're all extremely earnest and fun. And, yeah, uh, I think that that's really good. <laughs> uh, I, I have one final prediction. Uh huh. Which is on Thursday when I give. The end of season speech at the Clarkstown fencing team okay. dinner, okay. which is a team I coached for the last three years, but not this year because I had to move on to other things. But I've been invited back uh-huh. to, uh, as the head coach said, to say some words about the team and kind of roast everyone a little bit. Um, so I'm going to do a bit of that. And my prediction is standing O. Standing O. Standing O. That's awesome. I'm going to ask for it. <laughs> but. Okay, so good prediction. Yeah, I feel like that one will that one will, that that one has a good chance. Of yeah, if I ask for it, if you ask for it, you yeah. might you might get it. Yeah, I'll say come Although, on. Although I don't know about you, but anytime someone asks me to do something, I'm just like, you don't tell me what to do. Yeah, and teens are notoriously not like that, so I'll be <laughs> fine. <laughs> when was the last time a teen participated in a standing ovation? Uh, I pr- defy you. Probably when when some it was it would have been ironic. Yeah, yeah. I was I was thinking probably the end of Napoleon Dynamite. Okay, yeah. That was the last yeah. time a teen participated. And even that, they were getting paid. Those weren't real teens. I was going to say, like, a substitute teacher farted. Or or they made a, oh, fart, yeah. they made a substitute teacher cry. Yes. When, when you were in high school, if someone dropped their tray in the lunchroom, would everybody clap? Uh, in high school, I did not have a lunch period. Whoa. You starved yourself. Oh, no, I just ate in, oh, in other God. classes like a nerd. Jesus. Yeah. Well, you missed out on this uh, uh, this terrific practice, which I, really I think is genuinely very funny. It's good. It is very, very mild form of bullying. One couldn't even call it bullying because it's almost impersonal. Yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter who it is who drops You're the gonna thing. You're going to get it. It's not like, oh, we're waiting for this specific kid who we all hate to drop his lunch tray. You no. drop your tray, you're getting applauded. It's a it's a great equalizer. I agree. Everyone, it's it's anonymous. Now, Colby, I have a question for you okay. related to uh, high school lunchtime. Okay. Tell me you didn't fantasize about a big old food fight, oh, a la yeah. Max Keeble's big move. Max Keeble's big move. Yeah. That is an incredible pull, and that is exactly what I would fantasize about, <laughs> and i tell you why. Our lunchroom was a perfect square. It was big, but not too big. It was, you could have hit anyone from any position in the room wow it would have been so perfect john and i know exactly who i would have gone for first name names <laughs> uh well I, we all know how that food fight starts right uh-huh it's it's, it's not an accident it's an accident and then some kid some kid mm-hmm. stands up and cups his uh, hands around his mouth and goes what Yeah, it's like ah. make him want it. Gotta make him want it. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, Klobuchar for president. <laughs> <laughs> Teens love the club. Uh, it's true. That would be 
Uh, very funny. <laughs> Klobuchar for president. That was, and the kids lose it. <laughs> ah, just start throwing food. Uh, I have a prediction for the week. Let's hear it. This is more of a, a more of a wishful thinking, perhaps, than an actual prediction. Um, this week I was in Union Square. Cool, cool, cool area. Oh yeah. What were you doing there? Well, I was on my way to a doctor's appointment. Oh, nice. Um, and who do I pass on the street? But Kyle McLaughlin. No. From Twin Peaks. You know Twin Peaks. Of course. Kyle McLaughlin is agent Dale Cooper on Twin Peaks. And I passed him on the street and he looked good. Cool, slick. I'm talking, this guy's probably closer to 60 than 50 at this point. Full head of just bright gray hair. Good for him. Clear frames, maybe like an inch taller than me, you know, looking down at his phone, looking where he's got to go. And uh, I did a double take and I didn't say anything. Because I respect this man. My prediction for the week is I will go to the doctor again and I will see David Lynch. Whoa. And I'll say something this time. What are you going to say? I'll say, Lynch! What are you thinking, man? Some of the shit you're putting out there is so fucked up. Holy shit. And I think he'll he'll kind of be taken aback at first and then say, you know what, Colby? Because he'll know your name. Uh-huh. He'll, he'll see it in your eyes. Yeah. Let's go get a coffee. <laughs> we got to talk about this. There's my prediction. For and then you week. get down to coffee and, and he's like, all right, what do you got? What's your idea? And you say, okay, hear me out. Uh-huh. Triplet peaks. <laughs> Big problem with tin, Twin Peaks. Not enough peaks. Not enough peaks. <laughs> get get the friggin' Octomom <laughs> on those peaks. It's an Octopeaks. Oh, Jesus Christ. Nadia Suleimani. No relation. No. <laughs> Not to the assassinated general. Wow. <laughs> well, that's a last name that I pulled right from 2009. <laughs> I had no idea it was in there, but. Lo and behold, 718-928-9732 is our number. If you'd like to call, folks, that's 718-928-9732. John Hudson is my guest. I am Robbie Smith. This is Young Persons Radio. Now, John. Yes. You are, uh, among your many accomplishments, um, a serious actor. (laughs) Yeah. That's very good. Thanks. It was acting. Clark Kent was here. Yeah. Uh, And... I uh, am always trying to better myself. Um, uh, I'd really like to try and be a better actor uh, because I've heard there's a lot of money in it. A lot of cash in the game. Yeah, I mean, some of these actors make like one, two, three thousand dollars a day. They're pulling down fat stacks. So I'd like to get my piece of that. And you're you're the person closest to the ground that I can think of. For sure. Yeah. Thanks. (laughs) <laughs> so uh uh lately you've been uh, uh uh intensely studying one of the great acting masters yeah i've been kind of uh you know uh razal ghouling it a la batman going into the wilderness going hiking up the mountain hiking back down the mountain learning mm-hmm. parables understanding the craft mm-hmm. yeah yeah but you're hiking up like the hill in prospect park uh, uh, the Upper East Side. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. More so Midtown. It's Midtown. It's Midtown. Fifty Fourth and Second. It's Midtown. So uh, East Midtown. Part of the reason I asked you here today is so that you could uh, help me be 
become a better actor in the next um, 30 minutes because you have to leave early. Oh, oh boy. Actually, I don't. I think I'm good. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think we should start. We should just do one of your acting classes. Uh, you uh, Let's become get in the there. teacher, and I am your only student. Um, Master Padawan style. Got who, it. Well, who I'll, showed up today. I'll give some context um, okay. to, to what we're going to do here. So um, <clears throat> uh, right now I'm studying acting at the Neighborhood Playhouse. Of Shout famous, out. Uh, theater in New York has been around since the 1910s and is where the uh, the master Sanford Meisner developed his Meisner technique and uh, uh, I, I can't do this I can't do that I can't do that <laughs> he's that. bailing on the bit folks. <laughs> bailing on the bit um, that's the first lesson of acting is to so bail on you, the bit you when you got to you got to yeah um no, I'm studying with this guy Jim Brill, who's really, really good. Jim Jim Brill or James Brill Acting dot com. Okay. Uh, he does does he teaches at the neighborhood playhouse, but he runs these night courses too. And Meisner technique is all about uh, provoking honest reactions from yourself that come from the partner you're performing with, mm-hmm. and using uh, that person's emotions to dictate what you're feeling and have that bring the performance out of you rather than being like, I think this person feels like this way. I'm going to pretend to be that. It's about tapping into those real feelings mm. and uh, letting the lines pull them out of you. So in this course, you start from a very basic point, which is how can I better engage with a person and really pick up on what they're giving me mm-hmm. and really react that honestly. Mm-hmm. And in a way that sometimes gets a little intense, right? Because we go through we go through our whole lives walking around with these friggin masks on mm-hmm. just oh 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 yeah that's fine don't oh don't worry about it it's okay ha, 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 ha. yeah that's all good that's cool but sometimes inside we're like i'm i'm mad mm-hmm. and this is about kind of um breaking down those walls and mm-hmm. uh being able to be more in touch with that so mm-hmm. the way it starts is by doing the simple repetition exercise where we repeat back to each other what we're saying and only once the tension and the emotion of what we're doing forces us to change what we're saying. Do we do that? Okay. You don't change it for the sake of it. So we'll start with something innocuous and we'll see where it goes. Does that sound good? Okay. And I'll end it when, um, when it gets uncomfortable. Okay. So I can okay. just say, I can say anything innocuous. Notice something about me that, okay. um, is distinct. You can like it, you can dislike it, but gotcha. just very kind of objective. Like I would say something like, uh, your sweater's tan. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Let's do that. Sounds good. Your sweater is not tan. My sweater is not tan? No. Okay, Colby, you've already failed at acting. Okay, all right. Um, So so in that, you would then say, uh, your sweater is not tan, right? Because do you notice the way I said that back to you? Yeah. How did I say it back to you? You were like, you seemed really pissed off. I was a little annoyed. You seemed really pissed off. Right. Like, I, I wasn't sure if the exercise was happening or if, like, I had said something to really piss oh, you off. Oh, I'll let you know. Okay. I'll, I'll let you know. Okay, but, gotcha. um, so, but instead of saying no, you would reiterate what you said. You gotcha. said your sweater is not it, I would say it again. Okay. Yeah. 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 And then if I you, would kind of double down. Right. Gotcha. And then if you really, if you feel me escalating where I'm like, my sweater's, my sweater's not tan. Gotcha. Be, you might be like, gotcha. okay. you're kind of annoyed. Sure. But don't say kind of because you don't want to say. Right, yeah. Bland essay. You know, like don't, I don't want to qualify it. Yeah, okay. Okay, gotcha. Okay, gotcha. okay um, let's, let's, let's start again. Let's start pick again. Pick another thing, yeah. Pick another thing? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Your pants are not tan. My pants are not tan? No. They're not. No, they're not. They're not tan. They're not tan. Your pants are not tan. Yeah, my pants are not tan. Your pants. My pants? They're not tan. Uh, I, I know my pants are not tan. Well, they're not. I know they're not. John. Ugh. Yeah? We got to talk about those pants and how not tan they are. <laughs> okay, cut. <laughs> um, now, if, if this were an actual class, I'd say, Colby, you're, you're, you're kind of joking around there. Uh-huh. And you're probably doing that as a way to deflect from actually engaging with me. That's Yeah, you're exactly Yeah, you're kind of joking around. Yeah, you're kind of joking. You're being a little joker. Yeah, you're, 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 being, <laughs> you're being the joker. I'm, I, it's actually just joker. <laughs> um, actually, it's just joker. It's just joker. Um, you referred to me as joker. So that was good. That was better. Okay. But uh, really try and keep the repetition going. Okay. So cool, we're, yeah, like, yeah. if we have, oh, we got a call. Okay. Caller, you're on the air. Hey, Colby. Yeah. Hey, it's Tim Keck. What's Whoa. up? What's up, buddy? Whoa. Tim hey, Keck, John. Tim Keck. How's it going? Hey, Tim. Are you okay? You sound furious. I'm not furious. I'm just acting. John was really pissed oh, off a second God. ago. John sounds intense, and he sounds frustrated with Colby. And I got to tell you, this is the most uncomfortable thing I've heard on the air. Uh, uh, uh. In, I don't know, maybe the last episode of YPR. What what made you uncomfortable in that episode? The last one? Yeah. Um. What was the last? It was. You know what it was? Is I tried calling in and it was a pre-taped thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That yeah. would be uncomfortable for was, you. Yeah. That. Yeah. That was. That, that would be embarrassing. I thought you were ignoring me. No, it was. Uh, I just. I wasn't here last week. I was in uh, Hollywood, California. What? Yeah. L.A. Is that why you're acting now? Well, while I was out there, I, 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 I thought I was getting sick, you know, um, but it turned out I'd just been bit by the acting bug. <laughs> oh, thank God it wasn't coronavirus. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I was hoping we'd get to talk about coronavirus today. Oh, this is yeah. another prediction yeah, I have for, the week. for a week. Yeah. This is another prediction I have for a week. We're going to beat this thing. You think? This week we find a cure. Yeah. It's... One of the first symptoms is repetition of common phrases. So. Yeah. I really hope the um, I really hope the cure it's like a big press conference and there's a doctor in a lab coat who comes out with a vial and holds it up and is like we have the cure yeah and the doctor's it's a famous actor so we all start to be like are we in a movie why is why is um Michael Douglas <laughs> holding the cure his dad just died. <laughs> I'll tell you why I'm I'm not worried about coronavirus. Because Mike Pence is on the job. He's got it. He's got I mean this guy personally was able to talk people out of being gay and it worked. And if it's he can do that, do. that's way harder than finding the cure for a disease. Yeah. We've all tried to do that to ourselves many times and it doesn't work. <laughs> but with Mike Pence it does. He's a can-do guy. He can get stuff done. He gets results unlike uh, 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 Bernie Sanders, who has never gotten anything done in his life. True. Mike Pence does look if like you he's believe immune Elizabeth to diseases, Warren. doesn't he? What'd you say? Mike Pence does look like he's immune to diseases. You know, he does kind of look like <laughs> diseases find him and stop. <laughs> 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 I 
He looks like he's just a pillar of health. Like if, like if he was a like a prisoner of war, and they like, yeah, I don't know. Actually, in like the barracks. Mike uh, Mike Pence only has one disease, and uh, I don't know what it's called, but the symptom is you can never open your mouth all the way. Yeah, he's got some thin lips. No, that's not that's not what the president said. That's not. What uh, the I think it's said. called courtesy, Colby. <laughs> the guy's got a coin slot mouth. Yeah, the guy, the guy yawns through a, a mail slot in the door. Anyway, John uh, Mike Pence, weird mouth. Tim, what's going on with you? My biggest fear about this coronavirus is that they're going to be like, oh, cool, we have a cure. Everyone line up and, and take it. And that's when they inject us with, like, that's when they microchip everybody. That's the real disease. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The real disease is the government getting even closer to us than it already is. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, if we want to talk, if we want to get real for a second. We've all I would love to get real. We've all got this. We're all dealing with the same disease. And that disease is capitalism. Mm-hmm. Am I right? We need to cut it out at the source. That's right. It's a disease. Cut the head off the snake and the snake dies. <laughs> but don't, but don't, tread, on. don't tread on the snake. Oh, on. Don't tread on it. <laughs> cut the head off the snake and the snake dies. Name one thing that does not die after you cut its head off. Uh, chickens for, for like 30 seconds. For like seconds. a second, and seconds. then they yeah, die. Yeah, yeah. You cut the head uh, off the snake. That is incredible. How do you fear. kill a snake? Well, you cut its head off. Cut off the head? How do you kill a snake? Well, you shoot it in the chest. Did you, you see that video of the snake getting the towel pulled out of it? Yes, I did. It Pretty was extremely cool. upsetting what? to me. There is a viral video that's going on right now. Do you remember when they pulled this, this, the straw out of the turtle's nose? Yes, I love that video. So this is like that uh, on steroids. This is they put this, this snake swallowed a beach towel, and uh, uh, these doctors pull it out with their ba- – they, they, like, pull it out of a python in Australia. I think the snake died at the end. They it, didn't show you. Okay, well – That's just my theory. Uh, God hopes uh, – I hope to God that that snake died. Kill all snakes? I, I don't like them. I'm very scared of them. Uh, I don't, all right, Indiana Jones. I don't – yeah. That's me, that's me aping Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah. If Indiana Jones found the cure to coronavirus, uh, it's in the crystal skull. That'd be sick. Um, anyway, Tim, I keep cutting you off. Well, what's what's going on with you? What's going on, Tim? Well, you know what I should do right now is continue Tim's top ten list. Yes, do it. Smells. Do it. This is what okay. I was hoping you would get to. <laughs> this week, my top ten smell is bacon fried in the pan. Ooh, oh, I just yeah. smell it right now, baby. Got oh, that man. snap crackling popping on my pan yeah. right now. How about this? You wake up in the morning, you're feeling kind of groggy. What do I do? Where do I go? You come out and somebody you love is already making some bacon in the pan. <laughs> hey, Tim, can I add like a kind of a subheading? A, a like, like if this is smell number three, this would be 3A. Kind of a little like addendum. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Have you ever had maple bacon? Oh, I said every type of bacon, you idiot. <laughs> I'm sorry to presume, but the smell of maple bacon, so nice. Mm. Oh, so nice. Maple bacon, I got some going right now. I love it. I'll hold the phone up. Can you smell it? No. 
Oh. <laughs> well, if you could, you'd say, damn, that is definitely one of Tim Keck's top ten smells. Mm. Can we recap the list so far? So far, we have uh, Auntie Anne's pretzels. Yeah. Bodega flowers. Yeah. And now, bacon fried in the pan. Fried in the pan, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I feel like the, the sound of bacon or, or a lot of things cooking in the pan is also very pleasurable. Yeah. Well, the ears and the nose are the most closely uh, connected sense. Yeah. I mean, senses. just ask. Uh, I mean, don't even get me started on the throat. Yeah. That's the triple crown I care about. EMTs, baby. <laughs> I say why stop there? Have some confidence in your ability to be a doctor. Yeah. Add another one. Ear, nose, throat, and dick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, the dick's implied. <laughs> Uh, Tim, that was a terrific entry into, uh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Enjoying the active conversation, Colby. I hope it helps. Thank you. I hope you relax. I'm not. Tim out. Tim out. Tim out. Oh, what a guy. Bye buddy. Tim Keck, everybody. That number again is 718-928-9732. If you'd like to call that's 718-928-9732. That is our number. This is Young Persons Radio. I'm Colby Smith. My guest is John Hudson. Hello. And he's giving me acting tips. Uh, should we dive back in? I think we should. I feel warmed up. I don't okay. know about you. I feel like between that and Tim's call, I feel like I've done a lot of acting. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I've really like got the, got the wheels spinning. We can do a bit more of the repetition, then we can go into the, to the scenes. Oh, okay. You want to do one yeah. more repetition? Yeah, I think okay. so. Right, I think cool. so. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just to make sure. I want, I want you to really get the hang of it. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Okay. So... I'll pick something this time because okay. I, I know I, I won't fuck it up. Okay. Okay. You're kind of smiling a little. You're smiling a little. Yeah, well, I'm smiling because your pants are so not tan. Oh, no. Oh, we got a Joker in the class. <laughs> it's actually just Joker. <laughs> I would ream you out in front of a room of... Young, impressionable actors like that. <laughs> All right, let's jump into the scenes. Yeah. Okay, so we got a couple of uh, we got a couple of classic two man scenes here. Classic. Um, and we're the only two men here, so we got to do them together. Uh, so let's do this first one. This and you know, so the way this is going to go is one of us is going to start off one, and make a choice. Okay. About how they're going to play this character. Okay. Um, and then I, according to Meisner technique, I or you would have to then react uh, according to the energy that the first person is setting. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so the first scene is the classic scene from Heat where De Niro and Pacino sit down at a diner. D&P. Hannah and Neil are the characters. Neil is the De Niro. Hannah's the Pacino character. Okay. Do you have a preference Sorry, which one's which again? Hannah is Pacino. I don't have a preference. Okay, I think you should be Hannah. De Niro. Or Pacino. (laughs) These Italian names all sound the same to me. Uh, They're Hannah and Neil in the script, so that's that's what I'm giving you. Great. Okay. Okay, so you would set the scene here because you have the first line. Okay. They're at this interior diner, L.A. And this is Pacino? Seven years in San Quentin. In the hole for three. McNeil before that. Yeah. Was McNeil as tough as they say? Boy, you looking to come a, uh, become a penologist? You looking to go back? 
I chased some crews. The guys were looking to fuck up and get busted back. Yeah, you must have worked some dipshit crews. I worked all kinds. You see me doing thrill-seeker liquor store hold-ups with a born-to-lose tattoo on my chest? No, I do not. Right. I am never going back. Then don't take down scores. I do what I do best. I take scores. You do what you do best. Trying to stop guys like me. It said sh- it says shrugs there. I did shrug. Okay, I didn't see it. I kind of did a smoke. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it was kind of subtle. Really you never good. wanted a normal type life. Well, what the fuck is that? Barbecues and ball games? Yeah. What the, uh, this regular type life, like your life, my life. No, my life. My life's a disaster zone. I got a stepdaughter so fucked up because her father's a large type asshole. Yeah, I got a wife. We're passing each other on the downslope of a marriage. My third, because I spend all my time chasing guys like you around the block. That's my life. You know, a guy told me one time, don't let yourself get attached to anything you can't walk out on in 30 seconds flat if you feel the heat. Oh, that's, that's the movies. I around the corner. Now, if you're on me and you got to move when I move, how do you expect to keep a marriage? That's an interesting point. What are you, a monk? I have a woman. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sorry, let me take that again. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have a woman. What do you tell her? I tell her I'm a salesman. So then, if you spot me around the corner, you're just going to walk out on her? Not say goodbye? That's... The discipline. That's pretty vacant. Well, it is what it is. It's that or we both better go do something else, pal. I don't know how to do anything else. Yeah, neither do I. I don't much want to either. <laughs> neither do I. Both of these guys look at each other. Okay. You know, <laughs> I have this recurring dream. I'm sitting at this big banquet table and all the victims of all the murders I ever worked are there sitting at this table and they're staring at me with these black eyeballs because they got eight ball hemorrhages from the head wounds. And there they are, these big balloon people, because I found them two weeks after they had been hidden under the bed. The neighbors reported the smell and there they are, all just sitting there. Well, what do they say? Nothing. No talk? No. Just, uh, they don't have anything to say. We, ju- we just look at each other. They look at me, and that that's it. That's the dream. Nice. Snaps fingers. Snaps fingers. Well, I have one where I'm uh, drowning, and I got to wake myself up and start breathing, or I'll die in my sleep. Do you know what that's about? Yeah. Having enough time. Enough time to do what you want to do? That's right. You doing it now? Uh, no, not yet. You know, we're sitting here, you and I, like a couple of regular fellas. You do what you do, and I do what I gotta do. (laughs) Now that we've been face to face, if I'm there, I gotta out you away. I won't like it. But I'll tell you, if it's between you and some poor bastard whose wife you're going to turn into a widow, brother, 
You are going down. You know, there's a flip side to that coin. What if you do got me boxed in and I got to put you down? Because no matter what, you will not get in my way. We've been face to face, yeah. But I won't hesitate. Not for one second. Yeah, maybe that's the way it'll be. Or who knows? Maybe we'll never see each other again. See, that's the scene. Great, that was really good. Perfect acting. I that was say. really good. John. Perfect acting. I want. I. I felt. I. I feel like I felt what you were. What you were giving me there. Likewise, can I also be very honest? Yeah, I feel like we were all over the map. Yeah, which was fun. Yeah, you're right. No, you're right. I think we could probably hone it in a little more. Yeah, we're a couple of Columbuses. Yeah, we were. <laughs> that, that's acting speak. When you're all over the map, the the acting teacher will say, "Hey, you uh." Who are you? Who are you? Amerigo Vespucci? Because you're all over the you're map. You're all over the map. That's actually a really good note. And I think going into this next scene, I want to I want to go in with that in mind. You want to pick a location on the map? Yeah. Or at I, least a friggin' hemisphere. Yeah. So we're going to do now, we're going to do a latitude scene. line on the map. <laughs> all right. Now we're, next. We're going to do a scene from uh, Glengarry Glen Ross. Oh. Um, but is this... Based on Glengarry Glen Escalator? Yes. Okay. This scene, it, it uh, takes place at a Chinese rest. This is the opening of the play. Um, yeah. Uh, you got Williamson and Levine. Great. I would like to be Levine. Sure. And I guess that leaves you Williamson. I think we just do the first three pages of this. Cool. I, the I, scene is 12 pages Yeah, long. I think that's good. And I just want to say I'm glad that neither of us have to be Kevin Spacey. Well, Kevin Spacey is actually uh, Williamson. Oh, fuck. <laughs> well, Which is you. I'll be Kevin Spacey. <laughs> okay, scene one, booth at the Chinese restaurant. Williamson and Levine are seated at the booth. <clears throat> John, John, John. Okay, John, John. Look. The Glen Gary Highlands leads. You're sending Roma out. Fine. He's a good man. We know that he is. He's fine. All I'm saying, you look at the board. He's throwing. Wait, 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 wait. He's throwing them away. He's throwing the leads away. All that I'm saying is that you're wasting leads. I don't want to tell you your job. All I'm saying, things get set. I know they do. You get a certain mindset. A guy gets a reputation. We know this. All I'm saying is put a closer on the job. There's more than one man for the put. Wait, wait a second. Put a proven man out and you watch. Now, wait a second. You watch your dollar volumes. You start closing them for 50 instead of 25. You put a closer on Shelly, you blew the last. No, John. No, no. Let's wait. Let's back up here. I did. Will you please wait a second, please? I didn't blow them. No, I didn't blow them. I one kicked out. One I closed. You didn't close. Listen to me, please. I closed the cocksucker. His ex, John, his ex, I didn't know he was married. He, the judge, invalidated. Shelly. He, what is that, John? What? It's bad luck. That's all it is. I pray in your life you will never find it runs in streaks. That's what it does. That's all it's doing. Streaks. I pray it misses you. That's all I want to say. What about the other two? What two? Four, you had 
for Leeds. One kicked out, one the judge, you say. Oh, sorry. You want to see, you want to see the court records, John? You want to go down? No. Do you want to go no. downtown? Then I, I only then what is this? You say shit. What is that? What is that? All that I'm saying is what that- is this? You say a deal kicks out. I gotta eat. <sighs> shit, Williamson. Shit. You Moss Roma. Look at the sheets. Look at the sheets. 1980. 81, 82, six months of 82. Who's there? Who's up there? Roma. Under him. Moss. Bullshit, John. Bullshit. April, September, 1981. It's me. It isn't fucking Moss. Due respect, he's an old order taker, John. He talks. He talks good game. Look at the board, John. And it's me, John. It's me. Not lately, it isn't. Lately, my earth. Lately. That isn't how you build. Talk to Murray. Talk to Mitch. When we were on Peterson, who paid for his fucking car? You talk to him. The Seville, he came in. You bought that from me, Shelley. Out of what? Cold calling? Nothing. 65 when we were there with Glen Ross Farms. You call him downtown. What was that? Luck? That was luck? Bullshit, John. You're burning my ass. I can't get a fucking lead. You think that was luck? My stats for those years? Bullshit. Over that period of time. Bullshit. It wasn't luck. It was skill. You want to throw that away, John? You want to throw that away? It isn't me. It isn't you. Who is it? Who is this I'm talking to? I need the leads. After the 30th. Bullshit. On the 30th, I don't get on the board on the 30th. They're going to can my ass. I need the leads. I need them now. Or I'm gone, and you're going to miss me, John. I swear to you. Murray. You talk to Murray. I have. And my job is to marshal those leads. Marshal the leads. Marshal the leads. What the fuck? Fuck what bus did you get off? We're here to fucking sell. Fuck marshalling the leads. What the fuck is that? What the fuck talk is that? Where did you learn that? In school? That's talk, my friend. That's talk. Our job is to sell. I'm the man to sell. I'm getting garbage. You're giving it to me. That's what I'm saying is it's fucked. You're saying that I'm fucked? Yes. Okay, let's call it. <laughs> yes. So I have a note for my myself. Here. Okay. I don't think I went big enough. <laughs> I thought that was great. I mean, you were very. What, what's the act? What's his name again? The guy, uh, Jack Lemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, some of those line reads were were very lemony. Okay, yeah. Well, I guess it, it helps when you can just watch someone do it. Yeah, and you're like, oh, I'll just do that. Like that, over and over my again. My favorite acting right note here. is from Ian McKellen's episode of Extras. Oh, yeah. Where he's like, my secret. Do you want to know the secret to acting? It's, I look, I, I imagine the character, and then I pretend that I'm that person. Mm-hmm. I just pretend. <laughs> and that's all it is. Yeah. He's got pre- to pretend. He's got to pretend. Yeah, do some pretending. Okay, do you have anything... Um that you want to say about that scene about that and something scene? to keep in mind going um, forward? I think, it, I mean, it's so funny, like, <laughs> to hear this sad old man say cocksucker is so funny to me. Because uh, he's such, like, a cra- like a sad, crass uh-huh. person. Um, he's just so pathetic, Levine, yeah. in that. Yeah. Like, oh, God. Okay. But uh, you're right. I would say uh, you can engage with me more, right? You can yeah, really yes. take your time. Like, look down, see the line, and then say it to me. Okay. And that's okay. going to give you a more real take okay gotcha. uh, like being able to 
especially like on a table read, right? Mm-hmm. You can hold the script and hold it in front of you rather than like down. Yeah. So then you can like work off the person rather than just having it be all internal. Okay. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's I know we've been like kind of like wink, wink, nod, nod, like having fun with these, these course, last as two we in a way. I would like to really try for this last one. Let's do it. Um, so you're saying, well, run through your notes again for me. That so was yeah, like, I would say, like, try, like, try and engage with me, take your time. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because it it's really good when you're you're not even realizing what you're doing because okay. you're just so, it, it all comes from the other person. Okay. Right? And one last, one little wrinkle to add for this final one is, maybe let's take some, well, you should take like 10 seconds to emotionally prepare. Right? We'll look at kind okay, of yeah. where we're coming into the scene from and try and get ourselves into that mindset. Cool. Um. Okay, great. So... We got a scene here. This is from Philadelphia. Never seen it. I haven't either, which I think is good for this because it's, so. we, we're not just going to be modeling after like. Oh god, we've both seen Heat. We've both seen uh, um, Glengarry Glenn. Some Moss. of these, li- these lines would be really funny to do, not seriously, but mm-hmm. uh, let's let's do it. for Okay, real. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so neither of us have seen the movie. So this is kind of a little more maybe original, maybe a little more um, work required. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. us. Um, I would like to be Andrew. Go for it. And you're Joe. You're um, the so, Denzel Washington character. Got it. Okay, so some I'm, I'm some context seems to be you have some news for me, and I'm a friend of yours. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Okay, and again, it's it's maybe engage a little more with you, and maybe yeah. make it, try and ground it a little more. In, yeah. In real. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and and take ten seconds and like close your eyes and okay. try and think about being in this situation emotionally and what that does to you. Okay. Ready? I'm ready. Tell Iris all about it. Take good care of Mrs. Finley, Iris. Beckett, come in. Jesus Christ, what happened to you? I have AIDS, baby. Whoa. Sorry, I... It's okay. Can I sit down? Uh, yeah. Go ahead. New baby? One week old. Congratulations! All right, groovy. Little baby girl. Kids are so great, baby. Thanks, Beckett. I'm real excited about it. What can I do for you? I was fired by Wyatt Wheeler, man. I plan to bring a wrongful termination suit against Charles Wheeler and his partners. You want to sue Wyant Wheeler, Hellman, Tetlow, and Brown? baby i'm seeking representation continue well i'm i misplaced an important complaint that's their story you won't hear mine how many lawyers did you go to before you called me nine baby continue i was diagnosed with aids eight months ago during a bout of pneumonia i recovered quickly and was back at work in 10 days since I was doing so well against the AZT, we decided to attack against telling anyone about it. We? My lover and I. Oh, your lover. Vanessa. Sorry, Miguel Alvarez. We lived together for nine groovy years. Continue. I drove back into work. Everything was fine. Uh-huh. Until the lesion started. Uh, yuck. First on my leg, baby. Ugh. Very shagadelic. Then my forearm and my back. <laughs> then my face. 
For a short period, I avoided the office during the day, waiting for the chemotherapy to clear up the lesions. So, uh, let me get this straight. You had lesions on your neck, your back, your booty, and your crack? Okay. (laughs) And the crack, baby. But I never let anything slide. I made all my calls from home. I worked 16 hours a day on a complaint for a 35. $5 million copyright infringement case. But the day the complaint was due, it disappeared, erased from my computer, baby. That sounds right. like something Dr. Evil might do. Oh, no, Dr. Evil's frozen, baby. It's 1993 still. Sorry, didn't know which movie you were pulling from. <laughs> Fuck me, right? <laughs> Sorry, you were talking about your AIDS? Well, I I thought I was losing it mentally. That can't happen. It's called it's called AIDS dementia. Ah, uh, the worst kind of dementia. The worst kind, baby. When it gets into your brain, but miraculously, a com- copy of the complaint was located at the last minute, and we got it into court on time. The next morning, I was called to the office for a meeting with the managing partners. Walking down that corridor was strange, baby. Felt like I lost my mojo. Hell, I can't blame him. Hey, what's that shit on your face? Makeup, baby! Okay, well, explain to me like I'm a two-year-old, because there's an element to this I can't get through my thick head. You lost your mojo, baby? Yeah! I lost my mojo, baby. And the law says people with disabilities cannot be terminated so long as they perform the duties required by their position. Okay. Okay, so they discover you have this horrible, disgusting terminal loss of mojo, and they panic for any number of perfectly valid reasons. They're, they're frightened for themselves, their families. Uh, oof. Yep, I'll say this line. Maybe it's the homo angle. Maybe they don't want to rub elbows with someone who's just popped out of the closet with a terminal case of acne. And and how do they explain your status to the client, for Christ's sake? Joe, baby, from the day I arrived to the day they fired me, I performed consistently, thoroughly, and with absolute groovy excellence. Okay. if they hadn't fired me, that's what I'd be doing today. Okay, they want you out. It's against the law to fire you for having AIDS, so they make you look like a fuck-up. Which leads us to the mysterious lost file. They sabotaged me, babe. I knew you were going to say that. I, I don't buy it, and I don't see a case. Look, I know I have the case. If you don't want to take it for personal reasons... Correct, I don't. Thank you for your time. Hey, Beckett. I'm sorry about what's happened to you. And about that fat bastard guy. It's a fucking kick in the head. Don't send flowers, Joe. I'm horny, baby. And scene. So, so there, that you were doing a really cool technique, which is uh, kind of this familiar thing in the acting world, which is uh, Austin Powersing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell me about your process there. What were you feeling? Well, I thought um, the scene was too sad. Yeah, it's a real downer, isn't and it? And I hate when art makes me sad. Um, so I thought I'd zhuzh it up a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it was an excellent Austin Power. Thank you. Yeah. And you did an excellent Denzel Washington. Thank you. A lot of people would say it's not okay for you to try and do that, but 
I think it's great. But I'll I'll yell at them and say, I, it's my right as an actor. Good actor can play any role. That's right. And I'll leave it there. Good actor can play any role, and a good radio host can do anything. Folks, stick around for two thumbs undecided coming up in mere moments here on Radio Free Brooklyn and the rest of our Radio Free Brooklyn schedule today. John Hudson has been my guest. I've had a ball. Game for anything. Uh, as always. And that ball is a baseball because the season's starting soon. That's right, gang. Folks, uh, stick around on Radio Free Brooklyn. We'll be back soon. Uh, We'll be back next week as well. Here's Harry Belafonte. Yeah, bruv. 